There's two of us. There sure are. And we are so glad you could join us. There are people live in our chat, our patrons, patreon.com slash two filthy nerds. You want to be live in our chat talking about stripper poles and lots of other stuff in between recordings. You can be here for the live recordings. And please leave us a rating and review. That's what I wanted to say. Yeah, guys, we need this. Not only for the genuine well-being of our podcast, but for the genuine well-being of our mental health. Because... We live in a world where mental health now is there's a direct correlation between success on social media. And that is sad. Uh, that is not true. There's there's a correlation between how people are doing mentally and social media. No, you said mental health depends on social media success. Oh, no, 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 no. There's a direct correlation. Oh, there is a direct correlation. And but if anyone here is listening if anyone here listening thinks that uh, you can't be happy without having success on social media, no, no, that's no. just wrong. That but, is mentally unwell. But yes, no, you're right. It's We're all being uh, killed by our own social media profiles. Do you uh, think psychiatrists get together at their psychiatry or whatever, any psychology conventions? Do you think they get together and they're like, Thank let's God let's clap it up for social media because we are going to be relevant forever and ever till death do they leave our practice because our patients are never going to get better they're going to kill themselves yeah i wonder uh how many therapists have suggested have ever suggested well have you thought about just getting off of social media yeah, yeah, yeah. uh because i'm sure probably- therapists have said that and been like and they're Clients have been like, no, you don't have any other solutions. I'm done with you. So now therapists no longer suggest it because they're like, we can't lose clients. I mean, yeah, not a good, not a therapist who wants to make a lot of money. Ethical therapists. Ethical therapists. Gross. Ew. Uh, Yeah, no. Give it. We need your validation. Speaking of ethical therapy, I've learned recently the only kind of ethical therapy uh, out there is uh, just working on yourself. Yeah. But that also depends on you. And it also depends on your socioeconomic status. I mean, yeah. Uh, Holy shit. Mental health is a privilege. Being able to take care of yourself uh, and do things for yourself, be it eating right, taking time to meditate, you know, taking time for personal time. All of these things are privileges. Oh, yeah. Absolute privileges. And it's like annoying because there's so many outlets, so many like quote, insta- like Instagram influencer type people that make it seem like it's just there for everybody. And yes, are there little things you could probably do? Yeah, like follow okay. inspirational accounts on Instagram. That's pretty little. Okay, anyone can meditate for five minutes a day. I will give you that. Mm-hmm. But people go like, you just have to do it for like five minutes a day. And then we should journal. It's just going to take like 20 minutes of your day. Oh, well, you should meal prep. That just takes three hours every week. And it's like... What? Honestly, of all the things you've listed, the meal prep is, I think, the most daunting of all the s- things you can do to help your mental health, physical health is the the diet aspect of things. It's really... 
it's really time consuming, not just prepping the meals, but like, you know, in the instance of Jessica Michelle, she's doing Stacia Patwell's thought certification program. A lot of it is not just meal prep, but like macro, you know, measuring, like getting super healthy is, is fucking, it's a expensive to buy like more organic stuff. I have protein powder now that's expensive. You have greens powder. That's expensive. That's very expensive. Vitamins, by the way. Holy shit. So expensive. And more important than the actual, like, quote, like the money expense, there's a time expense. Yeah. And money is time. Time is money. Both are the both. And there's so many people who are squeaking by, you know, living paycheck to paycheck. And then it's like, well, you know, you got to work on you too. And it's like, no. Yeah, the, this idea of like self-care, which by the way, I'm trying to lean into, but it's a fucking luxury. Like I don't have enough money to like fully care for myself. I keep trying and then it's like, oh, but I can't just like take, you know, people take personal days and it's like, yeah, if you have a job that gives you paid time off. Or you make enough money at a job that you can take time off. Which there's a good chance that even like, I would love to see the overlap of people who make good money, but like. They can't take time off. It's like, that is why I am furious when people are like, oh my God, J-Lo looks so good for her age. She fucking better. If that bitch doesn't look good for her age, I'm going to be fucking pissed because that woman has someone following her around, telling her what to eat, when to eat it, how to eat it. She's got someone being like, do this exercise, do that exercise. She's got a nanny to take care of her kids. She can wake up every morning, spend her time. And I love this bullshit she has of like, use my skincare line. By the way, did you see her walking people through it? She's like, and here we have my favorite moisturizer. This year is my favorite. Oh, no, wait, this is my my favorite face wash. that you Dude, that shit pisses me off. And you see her like reading the back of the jar where she's like, you just use it. Once a day. That's so because it's like she doesn't use that. She has injections. She gets like clear and brilliant skin treatments. Yes, she gets lasers. She gets injectables. People are like, she hasn't had any work done. Yeah, she's never been under the knife. But you want to know what is getting work done? Having laser done on your skin. I want to get laser done on my skin right now because I have a fucking sun age spot on the side of my face that Nicole, I. you're ridiculous. I have us. I have a a speck. Listen, let me finish my point. I don't like it, but I don't have the money to laser it. So I'm like, well, guess I just have to live with it. Yeah, so well, I'm that over it now I'm over it because I have no choice. I think but that to be is the it. best form of mental wellness we can all do is uh, working on acceptance. Personally, that's my platform of self-care is radical acceptance, radical acceptance. And then recently, my big thing. Um, not only radical acceptance, but um, protecting your peace. So like learning to say no, learning to not like carve out time like, for the- you just you have to once you radically accept things and get to a good place, you need to protect that stable place or that happy place you've gotten yourself. The thing is, is that like, OK, we all have jobs and things yes. we have to show up for yes. because we have bills to pay. It's capitalism. you got to survive. You don't. But like. You're talking about extra time, free time. I mean, it is a lot. That in itself is a bit of a luxury, depending on how far you're taking it. Like, and it's, it's good. It's good to like get to a place where like you can afford to protect your peace in a way that like 
Yeah. I'm not going to say yes to this paid opportunity if it's going to stress me out too much. That is a privilege. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So you are now exercising that privilege whenever and wherever possible. I am to a point where I would rather not, like, for example, tomorrow my friend is like, do you want to do my podcast? And I would love to do her podcast because I love her. Um, but I have two things uh, tomorrow that I already have planned that I need to get done. And I know that both of those two things that I have planned will zap my energy. And I have a show tomorrow night as well. So that's three things. And so my friend is like, do you want to do my podcast? I do have time to actually do her podcast, but it will have zapped my energy. And by the time I get around to my show at the end of the night, which is the thing during the day that I'm most excited about, I'm not going to have any energy to fully show up to that. So for me, I'm making the choice. I'm protecting my peace by saying I don't have the bandwidth to show up properly um, for all the things that I have planned tomorrow. Okay. So in an instance like that, would you go, I would love to do it another time, but tomorrow doesn't work. I said that. I, I literally said to her, I said, I would love to do your podcast. I already have a bunch of things planned. I don't want to show up and half ass your podcast. And I also don't want to make it so that I'm showing up at half assing your thing or the other things I have planned. Yeah. Which by the way, anyone listening, you don't have to tell the person all of that. All you have to do is go, I'm not available. I would love to do it another time. You don't have to go, well, I do have the time, but like you don't, you don't owe anyone an explanation. I don't owe her an explanation, but she's like, it's D in New York. The one who's married to Alexis. Um, uh, and she was like, uh, do you want to do it? And for some reason we, cause we'd been talking about mental health and like making, you know, the choice to be happy and making the choice to take care of yourself in every way you can. It was one of those things where we were like kind of having a discussion about it already. So I was like, well, on that note, I can't because of this. Like, otherwise I would never even explain. Yeah. It. Let me ask you this. How much of now starting to do this has been a firm decision? How much is because you had to learn how to do that? That it's okay to do that, but also, and I think this is where radical acceptance and the thing I'm talking about comes into play, being honest with yourself about the energy you're going to have. Like, do you think, what, what am I trying to ask here? Do you think some of you may be like overbooking, overscheduling in the past? What percent would you say is just you not protecting your peace versus you not being realistic about the amount of energy you're going to have. Mine is not being realistic. Mine, I'm just like, well, I can do a million things. I should be able to do a million things. I have to do a million things. Otherwise, I won't get to where I want to be. And it's like, why don't I just be where I am and like know what I'm capable of doing right now, right here? Let me ask you this. Where do you want to be? I just want to be right here. And that's what I decided. I can't mentally fathom like do I have you're allowed to have goals yeah yeah yeah. I have goals to what you know goals and like visions for myself but like if I think about that too much I want to be a successful working comedian I want to be able to be creative uh for the rest of my life I want to be you know uh in the mix of things I want to be able to have a voice and let it be hard you are a working comedian I just want to point that Yeah, yeah yeah I want I want to keep that going yeah and I wanted to be able to get bigger and have more opportunities for myself. Yeah. Um, but I think 
right before uh, we did the taping for Eliza's thing, I started reading this book. I brought it with me today. It's called Love Yourself Like Your Life Depends On It. Um, what an image. Ultimately, it does. It's a guy holding a gun to his yeah, head. You, you can't, can't see, see it. it if you're just listening. Um, but if you're on the Patreon, I, you can. But if you're on, yeah, join our Patreon so you can see a picture of a man holding a gun to his head. I don't know. I feel like a kind of a light switch went off. I am worthy. I am enough. I am blah, blah, blah. All of these things. And I said it to myself in that moment where I'm like, I'm saying this right now to get myself through this moment. And it worked. The moment of the, the taping. Like I was just having so much anxiety. And then I was just like, she also wore my power color. I want to point out it's a very powerful color. It's a very powerful color. Well, help me pick out my outfit and then wore the wore same, the same color, color. But well. I didn't pick out. I, somebody helped me pick it out. I basically was like, I need to just get through this. And then the next day I was like, oh, that worked. I'm just going to keep choosing what I chose yeah. yesterday, which is, you know, I am enough. I am funny. I am lovable. I, I love myself. The whole idea of like, love yourself, like your life depends on it. It does. Your the quality of your life depends on how much you actively love yourself. And like, I want to actively love myself because I want to have a good life. I want to have a peace. So protecting your peace is an act of loving yourself. Mm -hmm. I just want to, I want to be just happy. I want to be peaceful. I don't want to be, I don't want to have, you know, anxiety about like, you know, what's coming up. And I don't want to be sad about what I missed. I just want to be present in the moment. Being present really is like the biggest thing. Um, and that is a cost-free choice. Yeah. You don't need time for that. You don't need money for that. Just choosing to be present and like live in the moment is like self-care 101 and it's the cheapest thing you can do. It takes no time. I will push back on that. Okay. Push, uh, push. A little bit because if you've figured out how to actually stay present in the moment, then it's, there is no time or money cost. To someone listening to this right now who has severe anxiety, they're literally going, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. What do you mean there's no time cost? Because, and that's, that is where the five minutes of day of meditation becomes important because meditation is the key to unlocking understanding how to be present because there was a time where someone would go, well, just live in the now observe your thoughts. And I thought they sounded like a crazy person. Yeah. I was attached. Who I was, was attached to what I was thinking. And I didn't know that those things could be separate, but they can. Yeah. But what do you do now? Because you're a person who has anxiety and depression. You have all your life. What do you do when that creeps in? Oh, I talk to myself so much. I literally have to say to myself, Nicole, you're fine. You're going to be fine. You're okay. You're going to be fine. Everything's going to be okay. Just what are you doing right now? What, where are you right now? Like, all right, I'm, I'm in my living room. What can I do right now to like, just be present in this moment? Okay. I'm going to turn on a mindless show. We were talking, you and I were talking about this, the whole idea of like, just getting lost in some TV. Like, yeah, just uh, turn my brain off. I can just turn my brain off and watch TV. I, I, I love, you know, just bouncing on my trampoline and watching a show for however long, but it really is the act of talking to myself. Um, I have, I've written little like self-help things all over my apartment where I can constantly see them. What, one of them says, I love you. One of them says, I love myself. One of them says, you are enough. 
one of them says, I am enough. And then another one says, you are massive. And then I am massive. So it's someone talking to me. And then it's me talking to myself. Let me ask you this. If this is about self-love, loving yourself, why do you need the second person like someone else is talking to you? Because sometimes it just helps to hear it both ways. I like to I like to see it both ways. Interesting. It makes me feel less alone. What's wrong with being alone? There's nothing wrong with being alone. Just sometimes I don't want to feel alone. So sometimes I'll look at the you are enough instead of the I am enough. When did this start, by the way? I think it all started. I did the Leah Knauer's manifestation class. That's kind of when it started. And I just realized like, like the whole idea of like woo-woo shit. Like you've always been into woo-woo shit. I have. Um, I'm, I have, haven't been a woo-woo person all that much. Um, I think also it corresponded with um, really like doing Al-Anon more mm-hmm. and finding a sponsor in Al-Anon uh, and, you know, being accountable to my sponsor. And when I finished the first step in Al-Anon, um, admitting I'm powerless um, and taking a step to show that I am powerless was like huge, huge. What are you in Al-Anon? Not you specifically. But like Alanonians, Alanoners. Uh huh. Fuck are they? What are you admitting you're powerless to? I'm powerless over my. Uh, well, the things you can't control. Things I can't control. My emotions. I'm powerless over people, places, things. Powerless over your emotions? I don't know if that's true. This is you taking back the power. What do you feel powerless over? And what do you feel? What makes you feel powerful? All right, let's let's take a break and we'll come back with this. Uh, we'll be right back. All right, we're back. We're talking about powerlessness. Nicole asked me what I feel powerless over. I get what you're saying when you say you're powerless over, uh, over emotions. I feel powerless over. It's interesting because I'm okay and uh except that I cannot control anyone else. But I, so I'm a workaholic. We've talked about that. But like my compulsion to continue working is in a way probably an avoidance of other emotions, but it's because what I'm avoiding is the fear of if I slow down, I won't succeed. Which won't meet my goals for success. But I think one, one thing I haven't made clear enough that could help with that, which is something I keep saying I'm going to do, but haven't done, is getting more firm and clear with my goals. Because that's why, like, when I asked you, like, what do you mean by success? What do you mean by, uh, in the, in the, earlier in the segment, is that, like, if, if we are protecting our peace, if our goal is, I will protect my peace, we're, but we're not clear on what our goals are, then, let me take a step back. If we are clear and know exactly what our goals are, what does success look like to me, both in my personal life, professional life, you know, emotionally, spiritually? I think the reason it's important to define those goals as clearly as possible is because then you can look at every situation, you know, someone asking for your time, someone asking you to do something and go, does this serve my goal? And is it serving it in a way that it's more important than you know, what serves my other goal of this or that. 
But I also think making rest and personal time a goal is part of that. Yeah. And that's very hard for me to do. I think also accepting that this is not a perfect practice. Like, you know, it's like where we say, where we say, you know, have, have your goals specifically very like accurately defined. Okay, cool. Or not just have some goals. They don't need to be. No, no, you go. I want this or something even better. Okay. Mine is I want to be in a writer's room. I, I don't, I don't see that that to me is specific. If someone was like, "No, you need to be more specific." That feels specific enough for me. But do you want to write on a political late night show? I don't know. I want to write on a show. I don't I don't I haven't gotten that far in my specificity that I'm like, "This is the kind of show I want to write on." I haven't written on a show, so I can't say specificity is important because when you get specific, subconsciously you start specifically working toward that goal. I want to write on a comedy show, specifically a dark comedy. There you go. But it's like, if you just go, I want to write for this. It's like you, I I just want to be a writer is like, all right, well, what do you want to write for? Because no one's getting hired to write just because they want to be a writer and having a sample that fits what the thing you're going for looks, you know what I mean? Like, and that's just our example, you know, for like something in our field. But I, I am just, I'm just realizing like, cause I've heard the like get specific thing, but it's like when you know what the goal is, it's easier to tailor your like short-term goals, yeah, short-term projects instead of just like, because here's the problem I have is, is busy work. Like, yeah, is all the work I'm doing actually serving real goals or am I yeah. just staying busy to keep, to be, a, I don't want to be a hamster on a wheel. I want to. I want to be a person climbing a mountain. I love that. That's a great image. So it's like, is this, is this action a wheel action or a mountain action? You know what I mean? Like that, I think for me is like, when I think of the expression of like protecting my peace, I see, I see what you just described. Like I see if I am able to like protect my energy, my time, my emotions, my, you know, general sense of well-being. If I'm able to do that, I will be the person climbing a mountain versus the person in a wheel. Yeah. You're saving that energy. You're, you're more clear headed because you've rested. And also you have that energy preserved for the actions that will take you up the mountain. So I guess in, when it all, what it all boils down to is just protecting your energy and having energy to be able to assess situations adequately, appropriately, whatever, and then having the energy to complete your mission. Yeah. Well, and it's like having the energy to put toward where you want to go, but also if you don't know where you want to go, you don't know where to put your energy. So it's sort of this like two-way... You know what I mean? I guess the thing that I'm trying to say with the whole being specific thing and like it doesn't need to be perfect. Don't kill yourself over not being specific enough. Be specific and then know that you over time you can get more specific. Absolutely. But also know it's okay to go with the specificity. I want this or something even better. I want this or more. Like, and then eventually know what it is that is, eventually you can figure out what is the more. Eventually you can figure out what yeah. is the even better. 
So yeah, because you're, you get, you start going on the path. Yeah. Once you're on the path, you can start refining it more. Exactly. Cause like you start to see what's really working for you. What's not, but you have to like, you have to get going to get anywhere. So once you head a direction, then you'll see, actually, wait, I'd like to pivot fork off and go this way. And it, it is, it's not perfect. It also comes in waves. And like, there are times where preserving the energy for something else makes sense. Or like right now, like I have my album coming out. You can pre-order it. I should have said that at the top of all the episodes. I say no to a lot of podcasts as guests because like, I, for the same reason that like, I'm saving my energy for my own projects for my other thing. And now I'm in a period where I'm trying to get, be a guest on more. I'm saying yes, because it serves like there's a time where just being on a podcast. It's like, maybe I'll get a few Instagram followers out of it, but like, they're just going to come follow me for a while. Maybe a few of them will stick around and like, absorb my content but eventually they'll be like wait who is this why did i follow them you know and a little bit will cross over to become fans of this podcast fans of the other one but it's like is it a wheel or a mountain action it's like okay well now i have a thing my you know my main goal is stand-up comedy and like stand-up comedy related so i'm like well now i have something i can get specific about promoting so I'm going to say yes to more things to find more people to specifically push that thing. But it's all fucking hard. That was the point of this whole thing is that like, and also it's important to know that no one is perfect at it. It's not supposed to be perfect. Even if you go to something as small as meditation, this is what's cool about it. Uh, meditation is just sort of like the example, but just in the act of you trying to be better about this, you are getting better at it. Even when you're failing, even when you're eating shit, like when you meditate and you like, or just focus on the breath. Then you start thinking about something. Your five-minute alarm goes off, and you're like, fuck, I didn't come back. And then tomorrow you come back, but then two seconds later, the alarm goes off. You're like, oh, shit, I'm thinking. Focus on the breath. You, are, It's a muscle. Somebody recently said to me the most important part of meditating is that coming back. It's not even you're observing your emotions. It's the saying, um, oh, I'm not observing my emotions. I have to go back to observing my emotions. It's that acknowledgement and the moving back to the observing of emotions. That right there is the meditating. Yeah, and a lot of people don't realize that. They think it's getting to the Zen level. And it's like, no, it's learning to catch yourself because what that teaches you to do is like you learn to do it in this peaceful, calm, set aside environment. And then that starts to become second nature a little bit. You build that muscle a little more. And that's when you start catching yourself when you get into anxiety. Yeah. We got to wrap up. Listen, you guys, you're amazing. Uh, Jessica Michelle's album is coming out. Download it. Yeah, go pre-order it. So it'll chart. Yeah, yeah. Pre-save on Amazon. I think you'll get a free track. It's not safe for work, of course. As it should not be. No, it is disgusting. We're wrapping up. We'll uh, see you with the Doctor Strange episode. We love you guys. Bye. Bye. This has been a Two Filthy Nerds production. Bye. <laughs>